The Greenwood and Mulliner Show is proudly sponsored by Casa San Lorenzo Gosforth, the best Italian cuisine in the Northeast. Reserve a table today on 0191213 or visit casasanlorenzo.co.uk. Newcastle Fans TV. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulliner Show here on Newcastle Fans TV. We're going musical on this Greenwood and Mulliner Show episode. And if you've just watched a little episode of Soccer AM in the last, well, say, last couple of weeks, Andrew Cushing made his TV debut on the best football show after the Greenwood and Mulliner Show, Sam Mulliner. <laughs> he certainly did. It's another one of these uh, off the long line of uh, talent from the northeast, isn't it? So uh, yeah, it was great to see him on Soccer AM. He absolutely smashed it. He's heading out on tour. So if you're watching or listening to this in the UK, he's coming near you. The uh, the link to his website with all the tour dates are in the description. So get out and see him live. It'll be cheap as chips to go and see him, uh, and he'll be one of the he's one of the best up and coming acts around. Yes, he is going to be touring, starting in well, it's a UK tour, but he ends in Newcastle, which is obviously where he is from, Andrew. And he, for people that want to go, obviously, Sam says we'll have all the, the links to his tour in the description of this podcast. For people that are in the Northeast, it's at the NX. And people think, well, where's the NX? It's formerly known as the O2 Academy. So if you know what the O2 Academy is, that is Newcastle NX, and that is where Andrew will be playing on the 21st of October. Please do not miss it. It's a Friday night in Newcastle. Few drinks, great music. Make sure you give it a listen and a watch, and make sure you're there. Just make sure you're there to support your local musicians. It's absolutely brilliant uh, for Andrew and for the region itself. But this is the perfect combination to be a musician and a Newcastle fan, Sam, do you think? A footballer and a Newcastle fan would be even better. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, he's got something to aspire to. Look at what Sam Fender's doing next summer. He's playing at St. James's Park. So, we're playing a few shows there. So, it's never been a better time. So, are you going to that? I've got the Sam Fender, yeah. Are you really? Yeah, did you not know? Well, no, thanks for the invite. Um, so, this you is win? the final ever. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, oh, well, I hope you enjoy it. Um, yeah, so I mean, uh, if that's nothing to inspire to uh, to aspire to, I don't know what is. So uh, yeah, he's got a big future ahead of him as Andrew. So uh, can't wait to follow his journey. Yeah, it'd be a fantastic journey. I'm sure he'll do it exceptionally well. But yeah, I think music goes a long way in the northeast. Obviously, there's been so many good musicians that have come out of the UK and Newcastle have Sam Fender and Andrew Cushion to deal with. So they're taking over. They are taking over, aren't they, Sam? We're not here to take part, we're here to take over. We love a takeover in Newcastle. We do love a takeover in the tune, especially from the, the, the last 12 months or so. But Shula Ramiobi was on Soccer AM. We'll talk about that with Andrew having the, to perform, in essence, for the Mackham Slayer himself, who, again, absolutely smashed the uh, the challenges on Soccer AM, didn't he? I posted that on our socials on uh, at Newcastle Fans TV. Shola was on fire. He was almost playing himself into con- uh, contention with all the injuries we had in the uh, in the final third at St James's Park. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a good it was a good show that one that Soccer AM. Very yeah, Newcastle really. heavy, so uh, yeah, it was very good. 
Yeah, and they did very, very well. I think Jimmy Bullard actually did a top bins. Like, I don't want to say his name too quietly, but Paolo Di Canio kind of uh, volley, uh, if you like, right in, right in the top bins. But uh, I'm sure Angel tells all about his experience on that television show as well. But again, we're also talking about all things Newcastle United. You know, of course, it's, it's been a brilliant start of the season under Eddie Howe. And, you know, long may that continue, Sam. And hopefully, before the World Cup, Newcastle are in a healthy position. Yeah, I kind of still can't get my head around this November World Cup because I, I was doing some rotors for the day job today and I kind of looked to see who Newcastle have got and try and plan my week around loosely about what I can do and how can I watch the game. But then like, there's just no fixtures and then I clicked, oh shit, it's the World Cup. So I, I've still got to get my head around a mid-season World Cup, to be honest. So uh, yeah, as long as our players are all fit and, and raring to go after the, after it, that's, uh, that's our main concern. It certainly is. But yeah, I'm sure Newcastle do well, then everybody's happy. That's all, that's all that matters. So hopefully we can end this, well, this run of games, like a marathon of games in the, in the space of six to eight weeks. And hopefully Newcastle are in the top half, comfortably in the top half, maybe even knocking on the door for the European places, going into a very, very, very busy festive period. But it's about time we get this Green and Mullen show up and running. So this is the Green and Mullen show, and it's with the musician Andrew Cushion. The Greenwood and Mulliner show on Newcastle Fans TV. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulliner show here on Newcastle Fans TV. Today, me and Sam are joined by one of the best local musicians that Newcastle have to offer. So it's a fantastic welcome to a Mr. Andrew Cushion. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. What a lovely introduction as well that was, by the way. Thank you very much. I'm almost blushing here, man. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having <laughs> us on. It's always a pleasure talking music and football. So, uh, yes, let's have a little bit of a laugh with it. Well, Sam, it's, that is the two biggest passions for most people in the North yeah. is music and football. So... I, I think it's the perfect, perfect combination that Andrew's produced. But what are your first uh, musical experiences of Newcastle, Sam? Is there anything that uh, like basically jumps out on the screen? Uh, first experience of, of of music in in Newcastle. Not a lot to be fair. When I was I was more so banging to me football till I was probably about sixteen, seventeen, and then by the time that I was really into music, we spent a decent bit of time sort of in London because um, we were working with the label and working with Noel and stuff like that. So I wouldn't actually say that I really started even gigging in sort of Newcastle till probably 2020, do you know what I mean? There was a couple of pub gigs and stuff when I was just starting, but I didn't really do anything in, in sort of Newcastle till about 2020. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, obviously I fell in love with the place now, so the the, the music scene massively brought on by Sam Fender, might I add, it's, um, it, it, it's booming, there's, there's a lot of great bands around Newcastle, Pale White and stuff for another one, and you know, I'm sort of doing okay, Sam's doing amazing, it's good, it can only be good for the city and good for the in, in, and good for the area, so it's, it's good, we've got a good music scene in Newcastle now. It's booming, isn't it? Everything, everything, whether it's sport or music, the cities are just on fire at the moment. But what came first? Was it music for you, or was it Newcastle United? Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. It was, it was massively football. I mean, I was. Um, I remember my dad took us to my first game when I was about eight. I think. I'd, I think we went to a couple when I was like a, like a band band. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't really remember them ones. So I remember we played Stoke. I think we drew two two. Um, it was. I remember being tuning up at half time, thinking this is amazing, and then in true Newcastle form, we threw it away in the second half, and it was like, so I've got this for the rest of my life. Ever watch this? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was my first ever sort of memory of it. Like, 
I remember watching sort of Shea Given and all that and just absolutely fell in love with playing in goal. So that from the age of, you know, seven, eight to then, you know, 16, 17, 18, that was kind of just, you know, just even if it wasn't being a professional, it's just you I wanted to play football. Um and it's 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 a big miss, I have got to say. I mean, I've playing the guitar and singing and stuff and being a goalkeeper, me me, me fingers are effectively me tools, do you know what I mean? So uh, I've, I've had to leave football behind, unfortunately. But it's a big miss. It's a big miss. I can really, I can imagine because I, I I know friends that are, that do the music scene as well, and they like they want to play football. They want to do like five aside, seven aside, and it gets to the stage where they're like, I can, but I'm not going to go into tackles. I'm not going to go and go. And I've got to, I've got to think about the the day job essentially. But um, who was your music inspiration, Andrew, when you first started? out? was just, who were, who were you listening to as a young as a young child? Uh, I was a massive Paul Weller fan. Um, I was very fortunate when I was a kid that um, you know, me, me, me dad was banging the, you know, your ocean colour scenes and your your jam and oasis and the stone roses and it, it you know, it's that cocktail of northern music, if you will. Um so I was kind of always into bands there. Stereophonics were another one. Uh, so by the time that I started writing and stuff and, and picked up the guitar from about the age of sixteen, seventeen, a lot of the songs I was writing and still right now are Paul Weller and Noel Gallagher ripoffs, but that's fine. We're just going to keep on doing that till people really switch on to it. Um, but yeah, I'd say that those were probably my big, big influences. The more I got into music, I, you know, like to Bob Dylan and Donovan, Neil Young, um, you know, uh, I love the blues, like to Robert Johnson and stuff like that. You know, it's um, there's, it, it's quite a varied taste. But who knows? But I, I mean, I even like Pet Shop Boys and that. Do you know what I mean? So that, there, there's album two done there. We're going to make a dance records in a few years' time. So it's quite a varied taste, but it's a good one. It's a good taste. A crossover between Wonderwall and Go West. That, 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 mean, that's, an, that's an interesting mix. I mean, that would be a good one, wouldn't it? Christ <laughs> almighty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll try, I'm going to try and work that out, actually, after this interview. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. pick up the guitar and see if I can, see if I can make some Wonderwall dance magic. Yeah, it'll either be brilliant or absolutely freaking woeful. I but I'm, I'm, the I'm sure you've got it. You've got it. It's fine. It's, it's definitely going to be the latter, but I'll try. <laughs> but look, we've all would have uh, recognised you from last weekend. Little appearance on good old Soccer AM. How buzzing were you uh, to get that gig? And not only that, the Newcastle fans were there. The Mackham Slayer was there. What a day! Do you know what, mate? It was amazing. It was like we were confirmed so so late. Uh, I think we're confirmed on like the Wednesday or the Thursday. Obviously, the show's on the Saturday. And then I got a phone call the day after, and it was like, okay, well, it's going to be the Newcastle fans. And I was like, fucking hell, it's even better. And then the Friday morning, I got a phone call saying Shola was going to be on. And I was like, Christ. But it was weird because the guys who, who were doing the volleys, the Toon fans, I went to college with half of them. So I knew no, them man. anyway. So I was getting texted on. In Shola, I went to my school. <laughs> so it was like, it was much by the time I got there, it was like we all had something to talk about, which was great. But I mean, Shola was class. Uh, obviously, the two fans I've known them for a while, um, and, and and even and even Beef to be fair, I'm not a massive golf fan, but I mean, even he was sort of great crack. Do you know what I mean? It was it was really good. It was a nice thing to tick off. Um, it was my first ever live live TV performance as well, and I think it went fairly okay. There was no little mess ups from what I heard. Um, and it, you know, it was like I think I conducted myself fairly well in the interview. There was no swearing or anything, although I was close a couple of times. Um, and I did manage to score a volley at the end of it, so it was a pretty successful day. I do have to say, it was definitely one of the more enjoyable weekends. <laughs> and obviously, the two and one four one as well, yeah. which was fucking <laughs> equally as good. I was saying before, I had I had tickets to go, but we had to get back for a, a charity appearance, which um, 
So I would like to have seen that. But I'd, I'd streamed it on the way back, and you know the, the the van was bouncing as well. It was it was good. It was good. It was a, it was a good day. That's what it was. It was a good day. It certainly was a good day, especially with Newcastle winning at the end of it. But you, what was, how nervous were you when performing? You don't belong because I think. I think it's like it's like anything. You probably just it's like a footballer just want to get their first pass, they just want to get the first shot, they just want to get the first catch of your goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine the players just getting that first line out. Um, to be honest, it sounds ridiculous, but I could not give a piss frig about doing that. So I've done it so many times with a band. It's like I know how competent the 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 musicians in my band are. Do you know what I mean? So of course, when they were like right five, four, three to one, you're getting the little butterflies and you think right, okay, just nail it. But as soon as you play that first chord, man, it's I've done that song so many times. I was more nervous for the volley than I was to do the song because everybody, <laughs> especially friends and family, and that they, they've they've heard us sing and they've heard the song many a times. You know what I mean? So they kind of know what it goes like. But there was a couple of me pals that haven't seen us play football since I was 16 years of age. So, like, they were watching, thinking, right, he's definitely going to balls this up a little bit, yeah. So, I was probably more nervous for the um, for the sort of volume things. But, um, no, it was great. And, and one thing you don't see as well, it's like whenever, when you're doing a song, you normally sound check it about 12, 13 times, you know what I mean, in the morning, just to make sure everything's right. So, by the time that, you know, they're going 5, 4, 3, 1, you've already done it five, six times anyway. So it doesn't act, it, although you know you're live, it doesn't really feel that live because you've done it so many times. But it was good. It was good. It was did the, the, the song sound okay? That's the that's the biggest thing. It was spot on. You absolutely smashed it. And well, to be fair, to you smashed it and Shola smashed it as well. He looked like <laughs> he was going to play himself into contention. He was ready if Callum Wilson <laughs> yeah. had a lo- another little niggling injury. He was he ready was... to play. He was on fire, wasn't he? Yeah, he was great, mate. He was great. We had a little, uh, sort of, couple of volleys in that beforehand as well, and he absolutely nailed them. But I, 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 we had a little bit of a laugh backstage. I said, um, "I said, are you still? I've been playing football." He went, "No, no, I haven't played, um, you know, in about four years since retirement." <laughs> well, funny enough, I didn't think you were playing when you went to Castle. Sometimes, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And he, uh, and he had a good little laugh at that. But he was great, man. He, he said he's going to come to the the, the show at the uh, NX and stuff and said he'd try and bring some of the lads down. But just what an absolute gent, man. Like, I was so, so surprised. I met some some amazing footballers and musicians and stuff, but he definitely stuck out as, as being just a really nice guy. Have you got a favourite show memory at Newcastle? Uh, but the 5-1 game was pretty special. When Andy Carroll hit the ball and then he came and put the rebound in. Um I'd probably say that one to be fair. I remember when he scored against QPR in the season that we stayed up. I think it was the what was the yeah, maybe it's twenty twelve. Remember that Holy Julio Cesar goal? See, I, I always fucking remember the goalkeepers. You see, that's good. That's good, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was at St James. I think we might have done two one, two one or one nil. But I know that when we won that game, that kind of cemented we were to stay up that season. I think it was, yeah. I'm sure it was. But yeah, that, probably one of those two. To be fair, uh, I mean, obviously the, the goal that he scored against Barcelona, man, it's like. You know the the new cup, but again, that was a little bit before my time. So if it's something that I'm watching, the the five one definitely sticks out. You just made me feel so freaking old. <laughs> it's not on at all. <laughs> How can the Barcelona game be before anyone's time? That's just not on. But I mean, look, the the soccer M appearance kickstarted what is going to be a very busy month for you. Um, you're heading out on tour. You're doing your ironing and getting yourself ready as you start tomorrow as we record. How buzzing are you for it? Uh, it's going to be amazing, mate. We go out on Wednesday. We're starting Leeds. The Newcastle show is like literally, I think it's 99% there now. So that hopefully we'll be announcing that it's sold out within a few hours, potentially. 
Um, it, that's going to—it's just the biggest headline I've ever done. But even the ones in between, you know, we're doing some really iconic venues. The, the music listeners out there, it's like uh, the Brood and Ellen Leeds, which is iconic. You know, King Tut's was obviously where Oasis first played in Glasgow. Yeah. Uh, Gorilla in Manchester. So they're all some really good venues. There's loads of them that are nearly done. Nottingham's obviously sold out. Liverpool and Sheffield should go within the next few hours. So it's going to be a really, really—it's going to be quite tough, you know, on, on the voice. And so I've never done that many gigs in a row, but I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I imagine I'm going to despise every member of the band by the time we get off here because they can drink on this too and I can't because I've got to look after myself. So I'm going to oh, be like the... I'm, I'm going to have to pretend to be an adult on this tour. Um, but it's great. All right? So obviously, like you say, I'm just doing... Me, I'm fucking really good at ironing, by the way. I'm pretty special with an iron. <laughs> it's, it's, not a min, it's not an amazing thing to brag about at all, but I'd fucking smash anybody with it. I wouldn't smash anyone with an iron. I'd smash anyone <laughs> at ironing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so yes, yeah, so that's what I'm doing in between sort of interviews and all that kind of stuff and checking on ticket sales. I'm, you know, ironing away. <laughs> apart, from, apart from Newcastle on the 21st, is there a gig that you're looking forward to do? Because I think everyone's like, oh yeah, it'll be Newcastle obviously because that's where, that's where, I'm, that's where you're from. But is there a particular one that you've mentioned that you that's the one you're kind of looking forward to apart from Newcastle? I'm kind. Of, I mean, I'm looking for to sort of them all. You know, there's there's some there's some places that we, I've, I'm playing for the first time, and I'm just going straight to headlining. You know, I've, I've never been playing. So, for instance, we 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 play in Dublin and Belfast. I've I've never even been to sort of either of those places. You know what I mean? So it'll be nice just to go to them and playing a gig. There's kind of you know two birds with one stone. Uh, Gorilla in Manchester is like a pretty iconic venue, and it, I mean, obviously, like I've done King Tut four or five times now, but the fact that we're now nearly selling it out. Is 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 a pretty special sort of achievement. So, there's that there's definitely a few. I'd I'd say maybe you know Glasgow, Manchester, Leeds is pretty iconic. I'd say those are the ones that stick out. It's always nice doing a London show as well because obviously all your industries down there and stuff. And I like to see how you're getting on. But I think just in terms of 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 my music crowd, you know, it's obviously the more northern shows that are going to go down better um, because you know, you know you you don't really get away with a Geordie accent in in fucking. Tunbridge Wells, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, you, you, <laughs> you tend to go down a little bit better at the Northern Shores. So yeah, Leeds, Manchester, Glasgow, those sort of ones are going to be really special. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking for them all. I'm looking for them all. Absolutely. And for those watching and listening, the links to Andrew's tour dates are in the description. So click on that. Get a ticket while you still can, because as Andrew says, they are selling out fast. But you, you mentioned him before, Andrew, uh, Mr. Sam Fender. I mean, he's playing St. James's Park next summer uh, more than once, a couple of dates. Is that the is that the goal, one of the goals, or have you uh, been on the phone to management to try and get you on that bill? Uh, well, yeah, I, I can't, yeah, I can't see anything about St. James's, unfortunately. But um, it, listen, it'll be, it'll be great for Sam. It's definitely a special achievement. Hopefully one day I do reach that height, but if not, as long as I'm still enjoying what I'm doing, man, I'll, I'll be at St James's whether I'm fucking gigging or whether I'm going to watch the match, mate. I'll be there regardless. But yeah, it's definitely a special achievement for Sam, and uh, best of luck from sort of to him with with the shows. I think they're going to be amazing. Obviously, I know they sold out really, really quickly, so it can only be a successful night. But I'll be at St James's regardless, whether the tunes playing or Sam's playing or however. I'll always be there. <laughs> I certainly will. I think I would see. I think everybody. That's the thing about the Newcastle people, though, Andrew, is that they always like to get behind one of their own. You know, obviously, you see with obviously with the football in terms of like the likes of Sean Longstaff, Dan Byrne. It's you know the song you one of our own, and it, it feels like that when it comes to the, even the music as well. They always want to try and support. You know, essentially one of their own. And you must have so much support out there in the northeast. Do you kind of almost like? 
I can't imagine you take it for granted, but do you, does it feel surreal at times? Oh, mate, ridiculously, ridiculously. I've got so much love for the city. I always have done since I was a kid. I can't see myself ever moving away from you. It, it's it's just such a special place. And, you know, since the takeover and stuff, and, and since, you know, Sam's coming out and doing such a good job for Northeast Music, it, it, the whole city's unified in a way that I don't think anybody's seen since potentially Manchester in the 90s. Do you know what I mean? I generally think quite a bold statement but I think Newcastle in, in, in the 2020s could be or could grow to be like Manchester in the 90s I think it really could in terms of you know we, we are starting to play some really good football but just football and music aside man it's, it's it's the people and it's the passion that people have got for the people of this city and it, it's such a such a special thing to see and yeah so as you say it, it sometimes it is maybe it's a little bit easy to sort of take it for granted I've done gigs before and people are singing one of their own Andrew Cush and all that and it 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 takes you to come away from that to really, really appreciate how how good it is. You know, it's um, such a special thing. As I think, I've got so much love for 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 everybody in in so Newcastle. And if if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be doing this full time. There's just no way. Um, so yeah, big love to all the tune people. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best nights in recent memory was around about a year ago, when the takeover was finally confirmed. Where were you on that night? Were you at St James's Park or? Man, I was foaming. I was absolutely foaming, right? I think I was in Liverpool doing a gig, and while driving back because it had just been confirmed, and while like while doing this gig, and I was buzzing, and I was trying to, I was getting there. I was like, "Oh wait, man, just put your foot down. I want to get there." By the time we got there, it was like one o'clock in the morning or something. By the time I got home, um, so I was devastated that I couldn't be there. But I had loads of my pals. I was facetiming all my pals, and I and I was I was on the bus doing my own kind of celebrating. Um, just getting absolutely shit faced and just like just just laughing because not everybody in my band is a tune fan. So like my my drummer's West Ham, my keyboard player's Middlesbrough. The other two aren't really into football. So just sitting at the back, getting mortal drunk, just pointing and laughing at them. <laughs> it's like certainly I could buy your club thirty times now, and it's just ridiculous. Like just just talking absolute nonsense. And it's also a good thing to say as well. Like do you know when you play. Like if you if if you're playing in a in in another big footballing city, so like sort of Liverpool, or, 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 so for instance, and it's like I always like trying to get the football banter and that going at gigs, you know. And I'll have people just Jody Wanker and all that, right? But I love it, and it's always a great comeback now that people just kind of deal with when you say, you know, my club could buy your club and every house in your city and every single player you've ever had, and still have enough money to buy every other club in the league. <laughs> it's like they can't fucking they can't see anything of that, so it's great. <laughs> I, I just I think that's amazing because it, like it, it, there was there's always that um I think that's that little chart I think online and it goes if you're ever feeling down as a Newcastle fan just look at this chart it has Newcastle like all the way like three hundred and twenty billion pounds and the rest is just like so minute but like I always remember the takeover day because basically there was like a little line for the podcast listeners imagine my hand kind of coming through the screen and it literally if if when you basically if i lose like if i lose a tear on the floor it'll dip down and the, like it'll, and it'll go back into a straight line if you when the when they spent 1.3 billion quid at that day the line still went in a straight line that's how much money they've got it's actually insane yeah. but do you think that they'll commit to what they've what they've been saying do you think newcastle can Win the Premier League and the Champions League within the next say, ten years. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, fuck it. Yeah. We'll just go buy the Champions League and we'll set our own. Up, you know what I mean? <laughs> it, may, it may, of course. I think um, you've seen. I, I couldn't really find the word. It, listen, when you put on the spot, sometimes as you'll know, you can't really find the words. 
But the word I was looking for when I was on Soccer M was that we're playing proactive football now. I couldn't fucking think. I couldn't think of the word active at the time. <laughs> but so I was just you know, pro, 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 pro plus. Fucking something. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so it's good that we're playing like. Listen, yeah, you go back a few years ago, man, and even going to play at Craven Cottage, and no disrespect to Fulham or anything like that, but like there's times when we go to grounds like that and we'd sit back and defend against a team that's no better than what we are. Do you know what I mean? All because. We were we were frightened to let loose almost to leave ourselves open. It's now great under Eddie Howe that because listen, some of the players that we've got in our team they, they they won't be there in five years. Of course they won't be. Do you know what I mean? They're not the best players in the world, but they're now in an infrastructure and they're now surrounded by talented players where they believe they're better than what they are. You've seen it with like Sean Longstaff. How good of a game did Sean Longstaff have against Fulham the other day? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. One of the best games I've seen him have in such a long time. But it's because he's used to now playing with people like Bruno. He's used to playing with the talent of Callum Wilson and knowing if he puts it in, someone's going to get on the end of it. It's such a great thing to see, man. I used to, um, if it got to a Saturday and we were playing Arsenal or Man U or Liverpool, I'd almost look to the next game. I'd almost just, I'd watch the match, but I'd just be thinking, okay, we've got we've got Bournemouth next week. We might be able to pick up you know, a point there or maybe sneak a win. Now I'm going into games with Man U or with Liverpool. Like the Man City game, man, I was, I was, I was at that game. Who who goes three one up against Man City now? Do you know what I mean? I mean, even if it only lasted six minutes, it was a fucking really good <laughs> six minutes. It's that like, I, I now think we can take on anybody in the league and, and really give them a go, man. It's such a great thing. And if the team and if the if the squad and, and people around the transfers and all that keep on doing what they're doing, there is no reason why we can't win the league in five, six years and go and do something really good in the Champions League as well. We're in such a good position. Such a good position. Yeah, we, we we were challenging for the league before your time. Probably that season when we went again before my time. Yeah, yeah again yeah. before my time, mate. <laughs> so old. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, the pride's back. The pride's back for the performance. The, the pride's back in the shirt. And like you say, that Man City game. All right. On another day, you'd say, "Well, they bottled a three-one lead." But Man City, as we've seen since. There's not many that can go get as close to them as, as we did that day. And that Liverpool game, what, three days later, was it? Exactly. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, I, I was I, I was a little bit premature with my celebrations. With that. I, I, I'm decent mate to uh, Jamie Webster. You know, so he's a big, oh, massive yeah. Liverpool fan. And I texted him when we went 1-0 up. You know, I was like, you know, yeah. fucking hell, Isak is a Geordie and all that 1-0. And then I had two hours before, so text texted more like you jumped the gun a little bit there, mate. Um, but yeah, no, it's great, man. It's like going to see we go one a little bit Anfield in 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 actually not necessarily because we didn't really throw it away at all. Do you know what I mean? It was total crumbage mm. time that won that game. So we still battled for the full ninety minutes, and we did it. We did it. It sort of city as well. So it's good, man. It's good. As, as you, you use the good word there, man. The the, the pride's back now. The pride's back, and it, it's really going to show that the supporters of Newcastle are the twelfth man because. Effectively, we've, we've we've really pushed them to to get some great results already this season. I need you to tell me how good Bruno is, Andrew, because he just seems to be a Rolls Royce in that midfield. He just he decides how we're going to play, when we're going to play, and how many goals we're going to win by. Like, I remember that, that that game against Arsenal at the end of last season, like the atmosphere and Bruno played such a big part of the goal at the end. I, I don't think I've seen a better Newcastle midfielder for such a long time. How good He's... is he, Andrew? He's absolutely. I mean, there's a reason that Real Madrid were after him. Do you know what I mean? And it's like he's he's such a special player. I, I've been so surprised to see how many um, people's dogs are called Bruno around Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> there's a One reason of our for that, team members, Beth. 
her dog is called Bruno. That's what I mean, man. One of my good pals, his 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 missus has just bought a little sausage dog. I'm saying, oh, no, you say, yeah, it's Bruno. No, <laughs> of course it is. Of course it's Bruno. Do you know what I mean? So, but yeah, man, what what a talent. What a ta- imagine the 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 team in midfield we would have had if we had brought in um uh, Lucas sort of Paqueta as well. Like if he, if he never went to West Ham, that would have just been the dream pairing. But he's yeah, he's such a special player, and he looks like he's enjoying himself as well, which is always a, mm. which is always a good thing. Do you know what I mean? Like we we've had talented players at the club before. I'm not saying they have they've been as sort of talented as Bruno because he is a special breed. But like you look at when we had sort of Hatton Ben Arthur, and towards the end of his time, he still had a decent bit of ability, but he didn't want to be there. See the same with sort of Musa Sissoko, man. He's like goes in the World Cup with France and has the best few months of his life, but, you know, you put him in the Castle team where he doesn't want to be there and he's not interested. So, often or not, it doesn't just come down to ability. You've got to actually want to be there and, you know, the way Miggy's playing at the minute, the way Bruno's playing and even the likes of Kieran Trippier and stuff, man, they're, they're almost playing better than what their ability suggests because of how much they're enjoying their time playing playing for the tune. So, it's 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 a great thing. It's a really, really great thing, but he is a special player. Special player. How much of that attitude of the players is down to Eddie Howe? What have you made of the job he's done since he's come in? Well, I said the same thing on Saturday, man. He's, a, he's, he's the best signing we've made, isn't he, really? Because we could have, we could, and there were so many people that wanted it too, man. I was so, I was so surprised to see the amount of people that 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 were a little bit disheartened that we brought in Eddie Howe. I mean, we well, used to Brucey Ball for fucking the last eighteen months. Do you know what I mean? So, um, that there was so much, so many people suggesting that we could have went for Conte and all that kind of stuff, but. It's not what we needed, man. We needed somebody who's who first and foremost was going to keep winning the league, and um, and and somebody who was who who knew how to you know have a battling, fighting team. You know, even in the year that Bournemouth went down, still always went in the games and gave it a go. Do you know what I mean? I I, I didn't see many Bournemouth games where even if they were getting beat, I mean, I remember when we absolutely smashed them at the Vitality Stadium. But there was no point in that game where they'd sit ten behind the ball and and, and try and defend. They were always trying to impose themselves on their opponents. So I, th- I always knew he was going to do a good job of it. And, and, you know, some of the signs that we brought in as well, you know, Chris Wood, is Chris Wood going to be in the Castle player in three years' time? Probably not. But was it a good signing to take a top striker away from a, a team like Burnley, who we were trying to stay in the league with? Of course it was. So there was there was definitely tactics to every signing. And, um, and yeah, you, you've seen the proactive, where's the word again? You've seen the proactive football that we're playing now. I think it's definitely down to him, man. Definitely down to him. I, I remember when he, when he first came in, in the in I think it was it was in the Castle Socials, I think it was on Twitter, and they showed like like Eddie Howe's first day sort of thing. And he was straight in there, you know, whistled around his neck, tracksuit on, getting involved with play, shouting at players, pulling them in left and left, right and centre. You seen Steve Bruce's first day of training, which they've done a similar sort of video, virtually standing there with his fucking hands doing his trousers, do you know what I mean? Like the side of the pitch. So there's definitely a total change now. There's a total change. And you've seen it in the football and you've seen it in the results. So it's good. It's good. I could rant about Newcastle all fucking day, mate. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's just nice to talk about the positivity, though. But that comes from the top, Andrew. And obviously, with the, you touched about where you were takeover night. But when you've seen the likes of Mia Dad, Gadusi, and Amanda Staveley, Jamie Rubin as well, of course, who you know tries to get to uh, some games as well. Obviously, he was at the game against Fulham on Saturday. Uh, it's just nice to see you know, the dedication and the communication now that we have with the owners. And I'm, I'm not going to mention the bloke's name beforehand, but if you look at what we've got right now, it's just chalk and cheese. Yeah, I mean, I'll mention it and slag him off if you want, mate. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> no, but yeah, you, you, are, you are right, mate. It's like, when was the last time that you were able to have a conversation 
with your football owner on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? It's a pretty <laughs> mad thing. And some of these tweets that go around, they're just amazing, man. They're just amazing. And it's it, it's just, it's so positive and it's so nice to read, man, that, that, that they are so invested in the club. It's really not a cash cow for them. It really isn't. You can see that they love the club. You can see that they love the city and that they love the fans as well. And it's so nice that they don't take anything for granted. I'm, I'm good friends with a couple of the guys at the, at, at the War Flag sort of thing. So they've kind of helped us out with like sort of tickets and stuff like that. And it, it's so nice to see them back because, you know, they've said that you've seen such a change now because obviously they'll work in the club around the match days and all that setting up. And said so there's such a change now between the new owners and, we, and, and sort of what we had. And even speaking to Stanley, like if, if, if you go to a game next, say if you go to a game next week, you've got a bit of time on your hands and you find a decent enough talkative member of staff, sit and talk to them, man. Because I, I, I remember we were in a box for the for, for the rugby when I was playing at St. James's, but all the staff were the same as just the match day staff. And I remember speaking to like a couple of stewards about it and even they're on like a different high because they would have worked at the club. You know, I remember I, I met one member of staff and she worked there for about 15, 20 years. Do you know what I mean? So she's seen all the dark times and she said the difference in just 12 months of, of new fresh owners, it's just been ridiculous. It's, it's, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. So it, it's such a good thing. It's such a good thing. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't do you... fucking follow us like, he doesn't follow us. I, I'd appreciate <laughs> if they all went out and followed my Twitter. That would be pretty nice though. I'll shit myself if I go on Twitter after this and then following us. <laughs> but it's, it's, it is that human aspect of things like treating your workers right and, you know, renaming bars the correct name and polishing windows and moving statues. And I mean, but you mentioned war flags there. How much of a difference have they made since they've, they've been back? Because the atmosphere is second to none and you almost saw it. Uh, was it the Palace game that we didn't do anything? Or was it the Bournemouth game? Um, yeah, it was because when... the Queen, Queen won it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the atmosphere was was strikingly different. So they've made a massive impact, haven't they, War Flags? Uh, amazingly, amazingly. I think, uh, you know, the only other team that I could I could miss off the top of my head that that done something similar was obviously sort of Liverpool. But there's no doubt about it, we've got the best flag show in the Premier League now. I think we have. I think we have. I think you could even argue it's one of the best in the world in terms of football teams because when everybody's got those flags up and you've got Miggies at the Gallagher end and you, you, it's a real, real special thing. And it does almost feel like you're going to watch a show. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to watch mm -hmm. a football match. You're actually watching an entertaining show, and it's and it's and it's an amazing thing. And then when the football starts and and we, and, and we start playing like the best of our ability, it, it, it going to win a Castle game now. What once upon a time it was a chore. You know, now it's it's a real, it's tough just to get tickets sometimes. You know what I mean? It's a real special thing if you can get along to win a castle game now. Um, and I think War Flags have done an amazing job and they've definitely played a big part in that. Yeah, they certainly have. And Sam touches on about the fact that there's a name being changed, a particular bar on St James's Park. There's been a particular statue that's been moved from. A part of Newcastle to St James's Park. You've already got the hand up. If you <laughs> that to the podcast, he's got his arm up in the air. Have you got an Alan Shearer moment? Is there a particular moment that stands out? Everyone's Probably too freaking young. Do you know what, mate? Right, <laughs> nah. I really, really hurt you this, but I am a little bit too young. I no. am a little bit too young, man. Like I remember, um, oh, it was like 2005, 2005, 2006. Mate, I was just a Ben. I was just a Ben. So wow. it's, it's, it's been, I mean, obviously, if I go back. It's hard to look away from the goal he scored against Everton. 
Do you know what I mean? They 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 sort of amazing volley. And it, it, goals he scored against Sunderland. So like, it was his last goal, one of the the, the air penalty at, at the stadium. Yeah. Right. So there is obviously some special moments, and you look back at them, and you this is, you've only got to go on Alan Shearer goal highlights, and you're going to be blown away by a few of them. But unfortunately, I never got to see him play. It was just I was just a little bit too 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 young. I'm just a little bit too too sort of young for that. I was kicking about the streets for. And lightsabers and stuff at about at five six. Mate, I wasn't wasn't interested in football too much. <laughs> Do you think then you really appreciate like how good Shearer was? Because you often see on Twitter things like "Oh, Aguero better than Shearer" by like kids and whatnot. You just don't be so fucking thick. Yeah. But, like, do, do you like really kind of? Do you think you really kind of like appreciate just how awesome Shearer was as a Well, player? I can't. I, I can't because I never seen it. Do you know what I mean? So I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be stupid enough to to compare him to any player. I wouldn't be stupid enough to compare him to Haaland or compare him to Aguero or anything. You know, I I I just couldn't do it because I'd never seen him play, and I certainly wouldn't be stupid enough to do that because when you go and talk to the to to the older lads and that in 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 the boozers and 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 you'll sit and talk, particularly on match days and stuff like that. I've only got to mention the names. Sure, if somebody's in their in their thirties or you know, you know, older than me that have witnessed the Shearer greatness. Yeah, thirties you know, is still young. <laughs> it's all compared to me, mate. Anyway, um, but like you go, you go and speak to, you go and speak to lads that have that have really lived through those Shearer times, and and they'll just fucking tell you how good he was. So I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't, and I wouldn't compare him to anybody because I've never seen him play. But he starts to speak for himself. Do you know what I mean? And I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't think Harry Kane will catch him. I know, I know there's a big thing about that. He, you know, how old is he now? He's, he's he's 29. So if he plays, you know, I think 35 is probably going to be a cut off in it for somebody like that. I, th- I think his legs will give up on him eventually. So what's that? He needs another 20, 25 a year. I think he'll do it till he gets to 32 and then he'll struggle. So I, I, I can't see him doing it. Um, so yeah, he starts, he starts good for himself, don't he? I could lend you some Shearer DVDs, but you're probably too young to even know what a DVD is. I was going to I'll, I'll just send us a link. Yeah, I'll stream it, mate. <laughs> is that is it on Netflix? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's class. I like that. I have to ask one of the final questions I'm going to ask you, Andrew, and um, it's about music in terms of football as well. Nobby Solano plays the trumpet, right? right. Nobby Solano, who? Oh, I can see where you're going with this, and I'm all in. Right, right. Nobby Slano is an excellent, excellent trumpet player. He played some fantastic tunes when he was when he was at Newcastle. He had a little, I think he had a little jazz bar that he used to go to and he used to play his, play his trumpet player when he was living in Newcastle. If Nobby Solano, let's just say, came to Newcastle, you know, for a flying visit and say you were in the area, kind of get something going, do we get a duet going? Absolutely, yeah, it'll be unbelievable. I didn't even know that you could play the trumpet again a little bit before my time. Obviously, I know of Nobby Solano. I'm not a dumb, I'm fucking hell. But um, is it, yeah, Christ Almighty! If you can play the trumpet, come play on any of my songs, Christ, that would be amazing. That would be great, aye. Oh, I love that. I've got his number. I'll give it. Have you really? Afterwards. Yeah, he's been on the show. Ah, oh, mate, let's try and sort this out, man. That'd be ridiculous. Uh, next time I'm in the studio, we're getting Obi Slano down, and he come come play the trumpet on one of the records. That'd be pretty good, actually. Yeah, just give us a credit in the in the. In the <laughs> Like 0.1% of royalties, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Oh, love that. Yeah, Solano. We're sorting it, Johnny. Yeah, let's let's get on that, mate. That'd be pretty special, aye? 
I don't know what I could give to him. Like, and then again, actually, I'm giving him the fucking the privilege of playing on my record. On, and that's what I'm giving. Exactly, him. it works both ways. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I think he'd be absolutely delighted. I think he just wants to come back to the northeast. To be honest, I remember when we spoke to him last time, he was stuck in Peru, and I think he, I think Kobe was he kind wasn't of like stuck in Peru. He was at his mum's house. No, but he was. He wanted. To, he could tell. He wanted. He could tell. He could tell. He wanted to come back. He could tell. He wanted. They stranded in Peru. <laughs> yeah. the whole, can you this week on the holiday from hell. Have you ever seen that program? By the way, the fucking program, that mate. That's yeah. they go on, they go on like a fucking um thing where you go, oh, if, you know, you go on a boat. What are the, what, what, what's the boat trips called again? A cruise. Pro- that's the pro- one. Proactive. A pro- that's, <laughs> 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 that's the one. Yeah. Anyway, it's me. Before I thought about holidays from hell. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah, fantastic. Well, finally, Andrew. Let's plug this tour one more time. 21st of October in Newcastle at the NX, which is formerly the O2 Academy, but we'll say the NX because it is going to be called that. Um, where can everybody get the tickets and where can people watch it? So you can get tickets off my website, um, which is, it's it's andrewcushion.something. It's one of them. It's one of them. It's, what, it's, it's one of those. It's the one where my face is on it. Just look for that one. So you get all the tickets on there. Uh, we start in Leeds. We're finishing the castle. We go as far down as Brighton. We go to Dublin and Belfast. We go as far up as Glasgow. All the ones in between. Birmingham, Sheffield, Liverpool, Manchester, London, Leeds, Brighton, Bristol, Southampton. There's loads of them, mate. It's going to be really, really special. Really looking forward to it. I think we've done about 1,600 tickets in Newcastle. So there is literally, I'm going to say, probably about three left. There is not a lot at all. So it'll definitely be sold out within, a, hopefully today, hopefully be sold out today. So that'll be amazing. Um, but yeah, if, if you're in any of the other cities and you want to come down and say hello, uh, bring a football and we'll have a laugh. There you go. Good man. Good man. Great way to end it. Andrew, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. We like wish you all the best on your tour and I hope you absolutely enjoy yourself. Really, you know, make it your own. Obviously, make that new, make it a Newcastle zone make it absolutely proud of uh, all black and white and everything and get everything sorted from our end as well plug it as much as we can as well thank you very much man thanks very much for having us on enjoy graft and i'll speak to you soon <laughs> we will don't you worry sam where can everybody listen to this podcast links are all in the description if you're watching on youtube and a new podcast is released every tuesday if you're listening on spotify or itunes please hit that five star review button Fantastic. So for myself, Jonathan Green, my co-host Sam Miller, and today's guest, Andrew Cushion. We'll see you all very soon. Newcastle Fans TV. The Greenwood and Mulliner Show is proudly sponsored by Casa San Lorenzo Gosforth, the best Italian cuisine in the Northeast. Reserve a table today on 0191213 0399 or visit casasanlorenzo.co.uk.